Yo, 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 what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? We are the Grown Man-ish Podcast. I'm Mike Day, and I'm on the fast break throwing, too. Bowtie Fresh, throwing it down. Nigga like, nigga like that. You threw it up like Wade. I had to finish like Braun. Oh, man. I guess since, I, I guess since I, I'm bald now, I guess I got to be Braun since the hairline is down. Me and Braun, we got, <laughs> we, got, we, got something, we got something in common, dog. So that nigga hairband now is thick as hell. That motherfucker damn near touched his damn eyelash. Man, Bron, give it up, man. Bron, Bron's headband. It's not like a normal athletic headband. It's one of them old winter joints. You know, the yeah. ones that go around your ears and are super thick on your forehead. That's it's one of them, man. He's playing yeah, playing in all cotton boy. Yeah, that that ain't that ain't you get at the NBA store. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he, he, nigga, he got them from Marshalls, nigga, in the winter section. Burlington. Burlington on that end cap where the coats are. Oh uh, no, not that. This from Burlington, that shit gonna be irregular as hell, dog. That motherfucker. <laughs> the right side gonna be super long and thick, and the left side gonna be thin, nigga. One side gonna look like fettuccine, the other side gonna look like penne pasta. Yeah, <laughs> you never know what you might get, man. Speaking of speaking of Burlington, so I went there a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh, I'm gonna try to get me another little coat. I got my nice coat, and I got something else. Like, I'm gonna try to get like a little winter coat. I was going up to another damn game, right? So I get a coat. I was like, oh, bet. On sale and everything else. Nice coat. I get up to Notre Dame. I bought a coat like on a Thursday. Notre Dame game was on a Saturday. I ain't wear the coat till Saturday. Tell me why I didn't want a damn rip in it. Oh, in 48 hours. Damn. I'm like, ain't this about a bitch. So, yeah. And, they, and yeah. it was it was cold that day. You went to Notre Dame, too. It wasn't too bad. It was just more like, damn, and I threw the receipt away. There ain't nothing I can do with it now. So. Yeah. So I'm just more just irritated with that. So speaking of Burlington, so that was my last year going in D and you know having all that type of stuff, man. What about yourself? Nah, man. Nah, I've been including. We went to that uh, OSU IU game. Me and the, me and the Ace and and, and uh, the Hammer we went up there a couple weeks ago. It, it was rained rained the hell out. Oh yeah, that's when, you, that's, that's when you that's when you that's when you put the. Uh, Daryl from coming to America on the ace of seats, man. I heard about that, man. Had your little oh, yeah, tail, it's, made, it's made always a lot of slander. Made, <laughs> made that man's seats all wet, dog. That mother look, that mother like hey. you squirted. I said, damn. What, what happens when you got a lot of damn hair and gets wet? Hey, <laughs> man. Yeah, oh, other man. than that, man, I ain't been I ain't been up to too much this week, man. I I, I did go check out uh, your boy Cat Williams. He was in here in Indianapolis uh, this past Friday. Went and checked him How out. Was that? <clears throat> uh, Cat, it was actually really funny, man. Um, it was new, like material I had never heard before. So like, it, it was cool to to hear like all new material. Um, but I mean, it was it was a double show. It was it was funny as hell. People watching. How was the palm looking? This. Huh? How was his palm looking? Oh, it was fresh. It was fresh. He had on like a little, uh, like a knit scully, but you yeah. can see the perm hanging down from underneath, man. Uh, Red Grant was a clown. He was kind of like the, the MC or the host for the evening. Okay. Uh, he clowned, but he was funny. Lunell was cool, but Lunell was like high as hell. And she said that. Oh, <laughs> and she was like, but she, and she, she said that like quite a few times in her set. And you could tell because it was like, there was jokes. There was a lot of stumbling over stuff. There was a lot like she would start a joke, get lost, start the joke all over again. <laughs> and like, mm. yeah, you could you could tell that she was like super high. But I mean, it was cool. Hey, speaking of Lunell, did you see that picture or that video when she flashed some dudes in jail? 
Oh no, no, I, I haven't know, seen I don't that. know if she was on like it's a while ago. I don't know if it was like on Instagram or something like that. And yo, she like she flashed her titty out there. Hey man, when I say them niggas in jail got to looking like like some damn hyenas on some damn meat. <laughs> Hey, I believe it. Go, dog. Hey, I man. believe it. Man. <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out to our brothers holding it down, man. Hey, one thing is the jail stuff. Look at jail TikTok. Yeah, my man was making uh, a chill, like uh, like fried rice the other day. I didn't yeah, like a stir a fry. I saw that. I seen dude yeah, with man, steak, I'm, I'm like, how? I, so it baffles me. I'm like, how in the hell are these niggas getting all this shit in jail? Like how? Yeah. And then like where are you storing it at? Because I mean it's still even oh, in the sales, like it still looks like the most small ass sales, but I'm like, y'all got so much shit in here. Like, how in the hell do you have this much shit? Hey, like they're like some damn MacGyvers. Now that dude was frying some chicken up. He had, like he had, like nigga rigs or like trash can had the oil in there and frying that chicken. I know you right. was getting back, but then again yeah. to ask you if you was locked up, would you eat the chicken? Uh I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't no problem. Hey, we, we both probably chicken dog. I got yeah. I mean, and the been locked up. Hey, you, hey, you get some shit that tastes like similar to home. Oh, he's probably making a killer. Man, I'm not even. You got all the cats doing stuff like that, but then I, I, you see on jail TikTok boys be having like full spreads. Like I seen the cat that he had like five like Pizza Hut pizzas, had some Fagos, had all kinds of stuff, and it was like him and two other cats. They was just like just chilling, like it was a feast, and I'm like, nigga, nigga, who got the damn Pizza Hut in there? Like, oh. like is this like something that you got off good behavior? Like, who the fuck delivered this? Like, it had to have come. Like, I, I'm just, I, I got so many questions. I don't understand oh. jail. I've never been in. I've never been in jail. Got a lot of family that's in jail. Got a lot of family that has gotten out. But stuff like that just always like it makes me even more inquisitive. Like, how in the hell did you have five Pizza Hut pizzas? In jail, like wow. the box, pizza, and all. pizza, pizza trash as hell. So, uh, that is jail pizza. So, I wouldn't want to eat that. shit. I mean, I, I'd have to be in jail and fuck with the pizza, or pizza man. It ain't been right since they since book it, dog. When they oh, had no. that, they, yeah, you know, book, book it, yeah, boy. I was a reading, I was a reading my ass off fucking book it, <laughs> hey man. But, uh, hey man, so one thing we saw, you sent me a video this week, and I ended up seeing it later, man. Uh, you know, we talked about Boosie last week on the pod, man, and he uh. You know, he sit back and was going crazy about Lil Nas X. Yeah, yeah. So this time there's a member of the LGBTQ community, and I hope I got all the acronyms right, and they approached Boosie. What you think about that, man? I mean, I, I think that Boot, my opinion, that Boosie does and says a lot. A lot of times it's over the line and extra. So, I mean, it's only, I should say it's only natural. I I would expect that maybe there are little Nas X fans, members of that community that want to give some heat to him. And, uh, you know, the individual in the, in the, in the uh, video, they wasn't, she, or, you know, he or she, I couldn't really tell, but the individual really wasn't backing down and was like, you know, yo, you talking all this shit, like what now? Like run up now. So it was interesting. You could tell Boosie wanted to try to, I should say you could tell, it looked like he wanted to like go in or maybe have a response. But then I think he realized, like, I could be getting baited into this. I, I don't know. I, I'm probably on my last strike for jail. Like, you could see the way he paused yeah. and looked. Like, it felt, it seemed like there was a lot of shit running through his head. And so then he, all he said was, you better walk the fuck on. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I think it was like a setup where he may not knew it was set up. It was like, all right, you just come out of nowhere. My man, you wearing a robe outside. It looked like Boosie had a kid with him. I know he does have a lot yeah. of kids. 
Yeah. And it's like, and you know, if you, I don't know if you know this, but you know, if you get to fight in front of a kid in some states, dog, they throw extra charge on you. So, yeah. And right, Boosie so, been in jail. It, I do give Boosie, if he was going to do something, give him, I really don't give Boosie a lot of props because he says a lot of dumb stuff, but I do give him some for restraint. Because if you, you know, yeah. if you fight somebody from that community, you don't get no stripes. And if I got my right. kid with me, dog, you, the other situation, something, it could have went really bad. I mean, I'm all for, yeah. you know, Stepping into people if you fight, you got an issue with them. But you know, let's just say Boosie was with his entourage. That could have got ugly right. real quick. It could have got ugly real quick. I, I, and 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 I brought this up to you, like you know, there there are certain codes of the streets. You know, when it comes to you know children or you know the elderly, you know, different. There's different codes of the street. So like for me, it's one of those things where. I understand where this individual, you know, was coming from, you know, they're either hurt or irritated or angry at, you know, at Boosie or whatever for the stuff that Boosie has said or done. But I think that, like you said, there's got to be a level of restraint because it was visibly not only the child that was with Boosie, but there were other children in the vicinity as well. So for you to just try to run up either, you know, if it was genuine, if it was cloud chasing or whatever, but you got to be aware of that because like you, to your point, things could have went real bad. And you you don't want no kids to be involved or hurt or witnessing that type of stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know. Like it, it, to me, that that was the one thing that kind of stood out. And, and maybe you know, as a father, like I'm kind of I'm kind of sensitive to that type of stuff. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I just don't believe in putting kids in in, in harm's way. Yeah, man. Especially that, and especially over something they could have. You know, things go left all the time. Man. So I definitely agree yeah. that. And there's different ways if you really want to have a genuine conversation with somebody. And like busting out your phone and like trying to make it a moment that ain't the thing to do so yeah it's very very interesting man and why to your point why the road like why the hell yeah. are you out here in the road it was road? like <laughs> yeah, no, i just like you like, trying you yeah. trying you trying to go viral and if, if, you and know, some sunglasses yeah so i don't know man this, that's, that's a wild crazy. bag to be in man i'm just like you said to your point i'm glad everybody was cool and then shit didn't go left man yeah all right, man, I, sent, so. I sent you this. Uh, I sent you this earlier, man. Uh, and you talk talk about black excellence and black owned man, Master P. Uh, but Master P is uh, introducing black owned brand, uh, black owned brands to to replace Uncle Ben's and Aunt Your Mama. Y'all haven't seen it? It's, it's posted on pretty much all the social media. You can see Uncle P's Louisiana seasoned rice and Uncle P's uh, original Southern syrup and pancakes pancake mix. So man, Master P's been doing this thing for a while. You know, he he he's a batter, batter, rider, rider, straight out the trunk. You know, doing it on his own and has done a whole lot. You know what I mean for the community, for rap, for hip hop, just just for the blacks in general. So man, how you feel about this, man? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I saw it for a while. I saw. Him, I know one thing P said was about you got to have some product to make some money. So I know he did the uh, what are those chips that have rappers and stuff, rap snacks. I know, oh, does, yeah, yeah. I know he does. does like the uh, ramen noodles, and I saw him on the on the news in New Orleans. He had the Uncle P's fish, uh, like you know the fish you what you fry your fish in. So oh, I mean, he's been, yeah. So he got so he has that so that set up, man. So it's it's amazing to see the brother go from the records, then the sporting agency, to movies, to now like making clothing like, line, food, yeah, clothing <laughs> line. The you know he still got the shoes. And, you know, and then like now, like switching it to the uh, to the product, man. So P is like an all around hustler, man. It's just that's so, so that's much, what I was about to so say, man. Knowledge. He's the ultimate hustler. Yeah, so 
he doesn't still doesn't get his props. I mean, they had the no limit thing on, but he doesn't get his props for all the stuff he's done. And I ain't, nah, you know, nah, 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 no limit in that heyday. I like music, but you know, once these got a pound left, I left. But you know, I gotta give props to P, man, for all the stuff he's done as far as just, you know, showing you how to get that money, man, having that hustling yeah. mentality. So I know he said he's gonna do a movie about his life, so I think that'll be, you know, interesting to say the least. I'm gonna put hey man, who 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 would who would you cast to play P? Oh, P gonna play P. <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna be ain't gonna be nobody else. I mean, I mean he might have Romeo play like a young P, but it is gonna keep definitely gonna keep it in the family. Oh, why it oh, got to be make... Romeo? How come it can't be Hersey or Mercy? I think they who Hersey. Yeah, I know they are a bunch of them who a couple of them got yeah. some D one scholarships too. Yeah, you know? one of them is at TSU, Tennessee State, and the other one's committed yeah. to Houston. So they probably, yeah, probably yeah. got time to like, you know, to do that. But it's gonna be Romeo. <laughs> nigga, nigga. Oh, Rome, nigga, young Rome. Hey yeah. man, I'm gonna tell you like this though. I if it comes to Naptown, I fuck around and go to the No Limit Reunion tour. I'm not even going. Yeah, that would be that would be dope. Cause that, that ain't gonna be nice. Shout out to Mac, he's out too. They, yeah, they they they, 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 was, came, uh, they was in somewhere. Memphis, I would I like think. to go see it. Yeah, yeah, oh. I'll take that. I think I saw Mia X promoting it. They're somewhere in Tennessee this weekend. I thought. Um, I saw Mia X and follow her on social medias. But what do you do when people start trying to play the new stuff? So that's when it's time for me to go hit go hit the restroom and, and some maybe, of the new go, some of the new stuff is cool. Yeah. Like yeah. that's your trash. Hey, I, I like that uh, the ghetto the ghetto Bill Gates. So when he came as Nino Brown, no, 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 no. <laughs> you 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 started off from like the ice cream man era P, go to TRU and go to until your until your heyday, and then you and you end it. I don't want to hear that. Y'all don't want to step to this. Nope, 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 nope. Only when the beast out of pound was affiliated is what I want to hear. <laughs> so I mean, oh, even wow. some of the some of the stuff where they got for the new no limit, they got they got some of the some of the hot producers that's out now. Like they got like London on the track and some other cats out there that, that's oh, been wow. producing for them. They, I mean, they got some cool little stuff. I would be there to hear a little bit of P stuff, but they got Fiend, they got Mama Drama, they got Mystical on there. I, I'd be there for for they for they cuts too. If they if they I don't just play, I don't want to hear none of they none of they need me. I want to just give me all the old stuff and I want to pay. Maybe Mystical, you know, because he ended up leaving and he had some he had some hits after that. But the rest of them, wow, give me to me what you was on the tank. <laughs> I think I think that's what it's gonna be. I think most of it is tank music. So yeah. I I still go check it out though. I'd like to see it, man, for real. Because right, if, if, if it comes if it comes anywhere. Especially if it's in, in Indianapolis, but if it's you know, I'd consider you know, Lexington somewhere in that or Cincinnati. You know, I consider somewhere you know closer. But but man, I, I definitely go check it out, man, because I was a huge No Limit fan. Yeah, I know. I know you thought you was one of the Kane and Abel's. Y'all was all all of y'all was beige. You definitely want to be Kane and Abel's. Them niggas was terrible. Terrible. Quick line to the people, nigga. You going around the. Uh, Quote, what's that nigga from Canaan that said he had more pussy than the Pointer Sisters? Nigga, that was you. Get <laughs> <laughs> out of here with this, nigga. You got a lot of me, nigga. I know you, I know you very better than everybody else. <laughs> and that's right. Making up, but, uh, y'all might just be making up all kinds of stuff. Ain't no hard. You didn't have it, you didn't have that CD. I don't remember having the Canaan yeah, CD. I like I really don't. <laughs> right. They was it's terrible. Good. Like they were awful. Yeah. I had some questionable No Limit CDs. Like I had the Skull Duggery CD and, and a couple others. I had some questionable ones, but I don't remember having the Kane Mabel. Oh, I think, yeah, I think you did, man. 
Hey, man, so speaking of some wild, light-skinned shit, hey, man, they said Darren Williams and Frank Gore might box. Oh, man, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I, I know I know I've seen Darren Williams. I know he was doing, like, MMA. But MMA and boxing are two different things. And I ain't, heard Frank, I ain't heard Frank Gore boxing or nothing like that. So I don't I know. Frank Gore, I thought Frank Gore was actually signed to a team this year. That's why I was like, well, damn, Frank, you, you, you boxing yeah. niggas in, in your, <laughs> on, on the off day? Yeah, you going to suit up on Sunday, but boxing nigga on, on Saturday? Uh, that nigga's crazy, dog. I couldn't imagine. These dudes is both younger than you and I. I couldn't imagine. I get up and I get up and walk up the stairs, my bones creak. Can you imagine, dog, fighting this, this fighting for sport as you made millions of dollars? Nah. Man, please. <laughs> I could. I was going to say, I nah. couldn't imagine. I done, made, I done made millions of dollars. Nigga, the only thing I'm fighting is sleep. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. Man. Man, that's a done nothing. deal. This nigga got you got one with bag on straight hair fade. Yeah, nigga, nigga that went to the University of Miami. Frank Gore, Frank Gore. He look, he look. What's the name? What's the what's the what's the first damn Marvel people? Uh, what's it's not the one with Fire Man and all that. Frank Gore looked like the thing. No, no, like the first on on Marvel had like the guys like the Human Torch and all that stuff. I like about Fantastic that, Four. He looked like one of them men. The things. Yeah, he looked like the damn thing. Damn <laughs> uh, like, rock monster. <laughs> yeah, I'm not fighting a nigga look like that, man. That's that's a, that's a, that's a, that's an early that's an early KO, man. That yeah, dude neck yeah. that dude neck is crazy. That's what I was gonna say, yeah. man. I, I I think that I don't know if Darren Williams want to do that. I, I think Frank Gore gonna he might hurt that nigga. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Dog, but you know who I, before we switch out of this, like, you know, I seen getting somebody to business yesterday and quote unquote celebrity boxing, Peter Guns from Cheaters oh, and Love and Love and Hip Hop fame. He was getting somebody oh. business in a, in a damn ring. This nigga was like actually like professionally fighting? It was, I don't know, it was like celebrity quote unquote boxing. That shit looked like, you know how Martin fought dude before he fought Tommy Hines? <laughs> on there, and he was just like, he made the dude submit. The nigga dropped down on one knee. That's how it happened, man. So I was like, damn, Peter Guns. Damn, like Peter Guns. I was going to say, Peter Guns, an old-ass nigga too, ain't he? Yeah, uptown baby. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that. Peter Guns? Hey, but the hey, nigga, yeah, Lord, Lord Tariq in his corner? I have no idea. I ain't seen Lord Tariq since that damn video. <laughs> but uh, damn, that, that's crazy, man. But all right, man. That's wild. That's wild as shit, nigga. I wasn't expecting you to say some damn Peter Guns was boxing. Nah, it was it was super random, dog. You know me, I don't, I don't hardly sleep, dog. It was like two a.m. after I seen my boy Canelo get the knockout, and <laughs> Instagram had had this. I said, "Wow, look at Peter Guns fighting in a white yeah. beard." <laughs> wow, damn. Canelo knocking niggas out, nigga, nigga Usman, uh, whooping your old dude in, in the MMA. Uh, yeah, Covington, the the dude, the yeah. MAGA dude. That nigga said he didn't break my jaw. Yeah, broke my face. Man. <laughs> <laughs> wild, okay, man. All right, all right, man. Let's get to the all right, all right, Mike J. Man, talk to talk to us about Joe Joseph. Biden. Hey, man. So they, you know, first they they end up passing the infrastructure bill. It was supposed to be like I think three point five trillion, and I think it get I think it got trimmed down to like one trillion. And yeah, I know Biden's yeah. been getting a lot of you know sauce from people because you know he's. He, he ran on these, you know, things that he wanted to do, student loans and do other things to help Americans out. And not that I agree with everything Biden stands for, but I've always said, you know, a president, you can't, you can't executive order your way into financial things. That, that's, that's, you can't do that. So 
if you can't get if you can't get your party on board when you had the majority in the Senate, eh, it's really nothing. It's really nothing he can do. I mean, you, I mean, that's it. So we can we can we can go and talk to our heads and on people dogging out tomorrow's like. Only thing is, you can do is run on it and put it out there, but it's just like anything. It's like you know, it's like it's a team. You need you need the Senate to take you on home when you get the majority, and they ain't, they didn't take the Democrats home. And I say, yeah. well, I'm a Democrat. I'm speaking on. I'm a Democrat, but I can't. You know, there's like anything else. There's really nothing to be able to do in that situation. So I know they, you know it's gonna be upgrading roads and you know airports and all that stuff. Things like the biggest thing and biggest spending in years when it comes to like infrastructure, but. I thought I thought it was gonna be meteor, but once you get guys like Manchin and I think the senator from Arizona, you already had a slim majority. So Manchin really, you know, one of the most powerful senators in the country for a mm-hmm. state that he doesn't do much for as far as you know, you get any things that they need. So it's just something to think yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I agree with you. Um, you know, to an extent, I, it was all about, you know, or there was a lot in there talking about building bridges and improving roads and the railroad system and, you know, um, improving the power grid because there's a fear that the power grid could go down. And there's also conspiracy theories talking about they are going to take the power grid down and, and high speed internet. Like I get, I get all of those things. And I think some of those foundational structural things, long-term things to kind of help keep the, you know, the country going kind of keeping things kind of together or whatever. Like I get it and I understand it and, and I'm not against any of it. I think that for, for me and a lot of people, like, it's like, man, like what, what are going to be some things that are done um, that can immediately impact like us as Americans? I mean, I know we, I was talking or we were all talking in our group text earlier, you know, I went grocery shopping and I probably bought less than half of the stuff that I would normally buy. And I still spent $200 in the grocery store. And I'm like, like, God damn, like this, like, this is crazy. So, I mean, I think that a lot of people, my opinion, I feel like a lot of people are frustrated or wanting to see things like things that are going to be immediately impactful to help people along, um, you know, just in everyday life. Not, and that's, some people are shitting on the, you know, the, the, the bill that was passed. I am not. I think that people, like I said, just think people want to see more of like immediate impact stuff because people are hurting. That's that's just my opinion. I, I see it every day. Um, you know, people hurting, hear about it every day. You know, on, in different in different um, circles and that sort of stuff. But I don't know. I think that you got to start somewhere, and everything can't be like immediate impact and handout. You got to have some of those things like like your roads and stuff like if the roads weren't getting fixed or improved, everybody would complain about potholes or driving on gravel. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's got to be well, some attention it, well, given even, to it. it and I even, even thinking about that, I mean, we talk about, like, you know, like supply chain cycles. You have bad roads, then, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to take longer to get good to where they need to go. So, Absolutely. But it's also, but it's also like... But the rail system, this, too. Yeah. Just like, it's just kind of wrap this thing up. It's just, it really, if you vote for somebody... And they have the majority, but then the majority don't support who you voted for. You're kind of mm-hmm. like a you're in a, in a jacked up situation. So, and I'm speaking for yeah. me. I don't know who you voted for, but yeah, you know, sure. it's just uh, you know, it's just, think, it's just one of those things. It's 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 beyond frustrating. You see people. To me, it, it's frustrating when you see people who love power more mm-hmm. and politics more than helping people. Exactly. Or, you know, so that's yeah, exactly. more like it's just more like oh, you just 
you in this game, you know, you got your lobbyists here giving you money, you got your power play, you know, I think Manson, I think his family owns a, uh, uh, some type of power company, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, mm-hmm. West Virginia, so, you know, it's just, it's all a big, it's all a big circle of everybody just passing the buck around the, the line pockets and power, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a good, a good segue into something that I shared with you, um, um, you know, before the podcast I put on here, so, um, Sean King, yeah, a lot of everybody, a lot of people know Sean King. Most people know Talcum Sean X. King. Yeah. Tal- Talcum X, Sean Kang, yeah. <laughs> you know, all of those, all of those, uh, you know, things and whatnot. But he had a post on social media um, and I wanted to get your your, your take on it. We, you and I talked about it just a little bit, but uh, this is from Sean King, you know, at Sean King on, on all his social medias. And he posted uh, the Democratic Party seems genuinely surprised that African-Americans don't turn out to the polls in record numbers when you promise so much, then deliver next to nothing. People are tired of that shit. Young black voters in particular smell the bullshit and want nothing of it. Again, that was quote Sean King. Um, and you can follow him at Sean King or you know look him up on your social medias. Um, so to that post, there was a lot of comments, you know, up under it. You know, a lot of people give they, you know, they read Sean King, they be on his damn ass, on his neck for a lot of different things. Um, but there was also surprise, surprisingly a lot of support for him in the comments or support for that comment uh, in the comment section. Um, and, I, I, and I kind of agree with it to an extent, but I think it goes back to my earlier point. I think he's just, people are tired of not feeling or not being appreciated or not feeling that politicians or the folks that were voted into power you know, or the decision makers are making decisions that are what's good for us, the people. I think people are frustrated and pissed off, you know, with that. Um, but again, it's kind of like, you know, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like you, you've got to, sometimes you're voting for the lesser of the evils, you know, you kind of know what's going on, but I mean, what's your, what's your take on it, Mike? Well, I mean, there's a couple of things with Sean King. I'm not going to say this long. Well, number one, Sean King was, was paid for with Bernie Sanders and Bernie Sanders was running for president. He was all for Bernie, Bernie Sanders, right? So you get that out there. Mm-hmm. Number two, you got Sean King. Yeah, some of the paperwork on Sean King, some of the stuff he was doing to quote unquote help these families, and it's a lot of grifting going along. And the third mm-hmm. thing is like he said something like it was just an obvious comment. It wasn't anything thought provoking, anything like that. That's just like right. you ever talk, you ever have somebody talk to you and they're like, man, I'm a, you know, you, you tell them you're going through some stuff, they're gonna say, I'm gonna pray for you, but in the back of your mind, like this nigga ain't gonna pray for me. It's just like such an easy thing. It's like an easy thing to come out the lit off off the tip of the tongue. It was just like it's just like you know, like oh man, go USA and Olympics. It was like easy to say. So it wasn't really anything thought provoking, anything like that. When I heard Sean King, so Taco Max is a wild boy. I you know, I, you know, I seen a thing on 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 Twitter, man. I was looking his name up. They said he was. He really didn't know the name Leprechaun dog, instead of being black. So that was funny. Oh damn! Taco <laughs> <laughs> <Talk of> Max. <laughs> Not the damn Notre Dame leprechaun. Hey man, so I was, man when you look at his face, it kind of does resemble that. Yeah, man, man. he look at curl, hey, curl, curl his fist up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> like he, you want to box you. Yeah, look, it look like he'll be doing them damn push ups like in the crowd, man. So yeah, that's a uh, you know that's what I thought about when I thought about when I thought about tapping it, man. No doubt, man. No doubt. So man, we got a we got an extra mayo segment, um, and the extra yeah. mayo goes out. Excuse me to. Um, Kusa High School, uh, and it's a, a, Kusa High School is in Rome, Georgia, um, and it's administrators, leadership, principal, vice principal, 
and everybody else involved. Um, and the mail goes out to them for um, suspending black students for protesting white students wearing Confederate flags, waving Confederate flags and using racial slurs on school property, in the school, outside of the school um, and at, at various events. So the black and Latino students up, upset about it, you know, like, you know what, this is some bull, you know, we're gonna, we wanna protest it. So the principal made this announcement over, um, over their PA system is like, any student trying to participate in a protest is strictly, protests are strictly prohibited and blah, 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 you will be suspended. So what about the, what about the students that were using, uh, you know, known racial paraphernalia as well as making uh, racially insensitive comments? They weren't suspended. As a matter of fact, from what, right before this uh, podcast, we started recording, I started to look around some more just to see if anything else came of it. And as of right before this podcast, there were still nothing that happened to the high school students that were white uh, and involved. So, Mike J., what's your take, man? Yeah, man, that when people, have, when, when there is institutional racism set up, you know, on so many levels, this is what happens. I mean, it's, I mean, it, it sucks for those students because you, you set up, you're in high school, you know, you're not, you know, you've, you've seen life through a, through a different, through rose color, you know, glasses. And now it's like, well, damn, they out here, you know, bringing the Confederate flag and we just want to protest them doing that. Right. And they suspend And us. it wasn't, and it wasn't just one. If you, if you yeah. see the videos, various news outlets have, yeah, like there were yeah. several students with Confederate flags, several students, <laughs> you know, making these insensitive yeah. comments and doing stuff. So like by far the majority, way more than it was, way more students in the black and Latino population in that school. Yeah, and, and, and I believe in that school, I think the whites are, are the overwhelming majority. So mm-hmm. you, you never know what negative impact you can have on those, those students going forward because there's nothing worse as in as a child than you something where race really hits you and you, that sticks with you to remember back in your mind. I remember, I think I was right. in middle school. And a guy, you know, we got, we got, got suspended, I got into a fight, I mean, I won. Dude spit on me, no reason to spit on me. So I come back to school, do my suspension, and the teacher comes up to me and is like, hey, you could get away with that in IPS, but not in Lawrence. I ain't never had nobody <laughs> spit on me in IPS. So that, is, that, that happened to me in the seventh grade. I am now 39 years old, I'll be 40 next few months. That still sticks with me. So it's like, well, damn. You didn't say anything about this dude spitting on me for no reason. You just you you just talked about about my response to say it being and, and not not getting away with an IPS though. <laughs> yeah, it's like so like, you may you, you gonna talk about my response, but at the yeah. same, but then like try to shit on your I guess they they consider IPS their competitor or something like what the hell? Yeah, so you know it was just it was just a weird thing, man. So you you get those things that happen to you, and I had a few things that had happened, and it like shapes you, and it, sometimes it can. You can laugh at it like I laugh now. It can make you bitter or make you angry and all these things. Now these kids have that ingrained in their mind of right. this of this of this happened to me when it didn't have to happen. When uh, when adults and administrators could have did the mm-hmm. hard thing and really took those students to task, but they did yep. something easy. They did something that was in their heart. They let it slide, and I'm sure they may be some may be agreed. So that's what I think. Is it, man? All right. Where we where we live, man? Yeah, man. So it's a, it's, a, it's a dirty, dirty world, man. So, hey, man, let's get to the uh, let's get to the Twizzler, man. And uh, 
hey, though, it's kind of similar things over in Pittsburgh, letting students wear the KKK, uh, KKK uh, robe and, and hood for, you say, for four periods where anybody said anything. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I saw that. It was like, you, you let this kid get away with this up through lunchtime? You've seen multiple administrators, multiple teachers, you know, all kinds of stuff. Half the damn day, <laughs> this kid then wore KKK Robin Hood. Come on now, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Y'all, got, y'all got to do a little bit better than that. Nigga. Jerome Bettis doesn't approve. Mike Tomlin doesn't approve. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Because like, y'all be quick to be like, ah, Steel Curtain, Pittsburgh, blah, 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 blah. Run, nigga, run. But then you're going to yeah. do some shit like this. Let this go? Come on now. Yeah, man, that's uh, they're not giving out the high school. I'm looking. I don't. Well, I you know, I guess the principal Todd Whitemire said it was brought to our attention. Like you know, as a dare. That's a wild right. dare. That's a wild. That's dare a wild dare. ass dare. Yeah, buddy. That's a wild yeah, ass know, dare. Like, hmm, you know, I mean, I did some stupid stuff. Like, yo, I, I bet you won't do this. Or I bet you won't do that. Yo, this dude's like, hmm, I'm gonna wear the KKK robe. I'll, I'll triple dog dare you. I'll do it. You know, that's I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. I just, yeah, Let me man. get it out of my father's closet. Make sure yeah. that it's steam pressed. <laughs> yeah, and, ready, and ready to go. I'm like, right. I'm like ready yo. to go. And then they get the kid and they, a little kid taking their pictures, though. I'll beat my kid's ass. I'll see you doing something that's damn stupid. Hell yeah. Yeah. Try to yeah. idiot and try to put it on TikTok or something. Oh, I'm sure it's probably some places. It's, it probably got deleted, though. But I'm sure it, I, I have no doubt it's probably on TikTok or Instagram or somewhere. Yeah, so. Hey, both sides. Yeah. So go ahead and give the go ahead, the, the twizzle to the, this kid's parents, the school. Yeah, yeah. They, and they go ahead. Administration. The whole administration, they, they, they get that steel curtain twizzle, that bad boy that, that's been uh, cooked and cooled. And, and and hard as steel. Y'all sit y'all sit oh, on that bag on not, twist not around. The Bill Cow- not the Bill Cower face. Yeah, the, 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 the Bill Cower face twister boy. Old chin. Yeah. Super chin. Bastards. Ain't no damn way brought it to our attention. Get out of here. You know what was happening. Hey man, so let's kind of transition, man. So you guys anything else? Yes or no? No, no, no. Man. Okay. Hey man, so this whole Astro World thing. I, you know, man, it's, I heard about this. Let me preface it. Not a big Travis Scott fan. Man, my stepdaughter is. That's that's her thing. You know, I'm, you know, that's, she's fourteen. That's that's her music. I did. Did you know that these damn her? He had that such a fan base. I had no idea. I had no oh. idea that he had that he had such a fan base like that for for his music. Now I know a lot of folks. <laughs> follow, well, hold on. Let me back up. This is Bowtie Fresh. Let me back up. I, I definitely want to send prayers, thoughts. All positive vibes. Uh, one to the to the individuals who lost family members, family members who passed. I know there were some, some children, you know, adolescents, fourteen year old, I believe, was killed. So definitely send prayers and thoughts and positive vibes to everybody affected, those who lost their lives, their families and loved ones, all of that. Def, definitely want to get that out, you know, get that said up front. But to your point, I had no idea that Travis Scott's fan base was that large. Um, I know that he gets a lot of talk for his relationship with Rihanna. I know he gets a lot of talk for being like this fashion person. He has a lot of collaborations with shoe companies and clothing companies and that sort of thing. So, I mean, I, I knew that he got a lot for kind of being this fashion forward type of person, but I did not realize that for his music. And, and when I saw the people breaking down the barrier 
like to get into the concert or into Bro, the festival. It tripped me out to see that. Yo, like I it was it was a shit ton of people inside already. But then I like literally it was probably thousands of people that I saw break down that external barrier to to break in or to get in. And it was just like there's I, I don't I know there's a security at these places and all that. There's no way that whatever security was there was stopping that, that amount of people that went through that fence. I'm sorry. That, that, that if I was a security nigga, that was all that was damn near uh uh the, the people in the revolution for the capital riots. Like oh, yeah. they was overwhelmed. That security would have been overwhelmed. All them damn kids. Nah, man. When I saw that video, but, I was like, hell no. But I've been reading about there's some of all these different festivals. People are trying to get, you know, because we had we didn't have basically concerts for a year. There's so many of these promoters and organizations are cutting corners when it comes to having festivals and events that they only have the infrastructure set up to keep people safe. Right. And I mean, it, at this point, it gets to that point of like, where's money is, is not, is, is your profit margin worth more than people like? Yeah, and true. These people, they just don't care. And now you're going to, you're going to have to deal with it. So he's like, you had like, you know, kids, man, yeah. you know, like our kids are similar age, might as well older. Right, mm-hmm. but you know, it was just I was talking yesterday. I was like, I couldn't imagine being like, I don't want to go to a concert. I, I can't sit down, have my own seat to have like a right. hundred thousand in there. I lose my damn mind. Even at fourteen, I'd be like, oh, this is too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was gonna I, say I, like, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that. Uh, like we were talking about, like you know, for us, you know, when you and I went to to the Cash Money Rough Riders concert. We went to No Limit concert. Like we done all that, but even there, like we had seats. Now it was a lot of ill shit going on, but like it, we still had seats, and, and it was like in big stadiums. I couldn't imagine something like this, man. Number one, I'm old, thirty nine. I'm not trying to stand for that damn. Hell long. no. Now, even if I go to Essence Fest or Jazz Fest or all those type of things, I'm gonna be getting my groove on and walking around. But you best believe I'm gonna be sitting my black ass down somewhere eating something. I'm gonna be on a blanket. I'm not gonna be standing this entire time. No, and I don't the stuff that, I, stuff that I saw more energy. Nah, bro. I wouldn't even be able. To, I wouldn't even be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. And number want, two, I'm not one of them two people that like gets in the whole crowd and it's just like people standing all on my back and jumping on me and all that i don't like to fucking be touched unless i'm clapping some cakes like that's like don't don't just randomly be touching me and i I can't do it man i couldn't do it i lose my damn mind yeah so i think what they call travis got people's ragers or something like that so i guess i think they said it's kind of like you know they i don't know if they do the whole mosh pit type thing or just i don't know it's just this is a lot i didn't realize his fan base i mean you know i know the music i don't listen to it it's not really for me but you know, it's you hear that man. You just you think of this kids, and you know they're having people who were there in the first hands accounts. So I've I seen some video, and of course, I just you know it's didn't verify. I'm just going on with the brother saying so. Mm-hmm. Said he was trying to help somebody out. They had a VIP area. And he was trying to push somebody in the VIP so the person could breathe. I guess they was getting trampled, and then he says someone the VIP said, "Get the fuck out. Why are you here?" So I don't want you know this. That's just what I video on, online allegedly. So yeah. I don't know how true it is, but yeah, I've been seeing a lot of yeah, a lot of threads and videos, a lot of threads and videos online from people that have gone to his concerts that were at this particular concert, or, you know, festival or what have you. And people have said that like Travis Scott has a history of promoting 
like this type of behavior at his concerts. Like someone actually said, again, this was, I'm, I'm trying to look to see where I look for the thread. It was very serious that I had say, I'm trying to look for the tweet, but um, someone had been to several concerts and said, and had a video of him um, stating, you know, push through the barriers, fuck the barriers. We all in here to party or something to that degree. Um, again, it's, this, this is not Bowtie Fresh. This is something I saw on Twitter, you know, so allegedly this was someone posted a video of him saying these things. But it's the, to the point was that he has a history of promoting this type of behavior at concerts. So the, the, a lot of people are saying, what responsibility does Travis Scott have in all of this? If he, if he promotes this type of behavior or if he you know, knew what was going on and continued the, you know, the, the festival or continued to you know, do his set or play his concert or what have you, like what responsibility does he have, have in it? And I was like, you know, I, I obviously wasn't there. Like, I don't know if he knew what was going on or not. Like, was he looking at it and right. like, oh, these people probably fight. Or, oh, yeah, people, see, I guess some, some people, on. you know, and I guess like, some there, it's so, it's so much because I haven't really seen too much video. Some people were saying that he knew what was going on as far as they were telling him to stop, but he kept going. You know, mm-hmm. so there, there is a point in any time that, you know, as an entertainer, you, there are some things that you could do to like, hey, even if you say stop the music, and if you stop the music and cut the lights on, that's going to get people's attention. So there, there's things, little things that he could have like put in place to help. But mm-hmm. if the infrastructure is bad, right? Y'all yeah, tried to like you know go above and beyond, try to be cheap and not keep people safe. It doesn't matter what he would have done. So yeah, I guess until yeah. we get more information about this, it's just sad, man. You see, people lose their life, especially like young people. Yeah, I think, you know, I think like they said one of the like reports. teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's all I was gonna say the same thing. I said one report was like there was a 14-year-old that, that lost their life, or like a 17-year-old that lost their life, you know, there. And it's like, man, like that's that's tough. You know, like you and I were going to concerts, you know, young. And like, you know, what if that was that teenage, that 14-year-old's first concert? You know, oh, I love Travis Scott. You know, yeah, I don't I don't know if they're there with their parents or friends or what. I don't know. But life is just so you ain't even got in the you haven't got remotely yeah. started. Yeah, and to lose your yeah. life, man, at that age, doing something like that, it's always heartbreaking for a kid. It's just for a kid to lose their life, but for that, man, it's just it's that's that's rough, Absolutely. man. I, you pray for the for the people who pass, their family, and everything yep. else, man. And it'll be interesting to see what Travis Scott does going forward, how his how yeah, his concerts will be. Yeah, I said they. I know that there have been statements coming out that, you know, he was, you know, saying that he was completely cooperating with the police and local PDs and all that type of stuff. And there was another statement that came out saying that he was doing just what you just said, like looking at how to frame, you know, future concerts, but his focus right now was on the people that were affected and all that type of stuff. And before we jump off of this, another thing that, you know, that I saw posted, you know, a couple of things and that there were actual news media outlets where the, um, the police department was confirming that people were actually like stabbing people or injecting people, like going around, like poking people with needles and shit that had fentanyl and I forgot what other hallucinogenic drug that they said that was being used or whatever, but fentanyl was, a, was one of the drugs as well. Like, I think that goes back to my original statement with some of these places and people are just like all up on each other and on your back and this and touching you such crowds. There's not enough like room, but like what kind of sick motherfucker do you have to be just to be out here with like preloaded needles, just, just sticking people like, that's crazy, man. That's crazy as hell to even think about, man. 
Yeah, it's definitely in one of those things. And it's also how'd you get it in? So, you know, you yeah, start looking at all these different things, man. So it's just, like I said, be safe, keep the kids safe. Um, and, and also, and I guess going like on the parenting route, sometimes there's nothing wrong with telling your kids no. Not every, that's, they don't have to do every, everything. You know, there. I think there's a point in time that, my opinion, that people will get so wrapped up in trying to make their kids happy. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm not, when I'm mm-hmm. not, Blaming the parents on this. I'm just giving us an example of something sure. totally different. But there's nothing wrong with saying no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and being and being confident in that, not because you're trying to be a hard ass or be a smart ass, but you just want to make sure your kids are safe. There's a lot of things I wasn't going to conference at 14, and I'm not victim blaming. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that just to make sure to keep people safe. So yeah. There's something, there's I think something uh, about uh, my my son's so my son is, is 12 going on 13 and his best friend both of his best friends spoke going on 13 too obviously but i was having a conversation with one of his best friends dad like he and i are cool we're close um and we were just talking about that um and the fact or, or how a lot of parents get caught up in trying to be the child's friend oh, and yeah. don't necessarily be the parent um or, or worry about how their child is going to feel about certain things or view them as opposed to being a parent. Being a parent is making tough decisions. Being a parent is making sure that you're making the best decision for the kid, whether they like it or not. Um, and I think that a lot of times people get caught up in that. Like I said, we we were, a few of us dads were talking about it because there was a one of the dads in the group, um, he, he kind of falls in, into that a little bit. Um, and we were all talking. It was a good conversation. He was involved as well. Um, and, you know, it was really eye open. It was a, it was a good moment for, for, for black men to talk, you know, about some real things. But I think that a lot of parents get caught up in that, too. It's, uh, being a friend is sometimes becomes more important than being a parent. And again, oh, yeah. not victim blaming, not saying that's the case at all. Just we're we're being real grown on the grown man is kind of con- podcast. So this conversation is real grown. Oh yeah, it's definitely one of those things, man. And and I think because you know, you know, I think about it like I mean, I love my parents, but it was like I mean, I grew up in a pretty strict household, right? You know me, pretty strict. And you know, it gets to the point is like you start when you start having kids, it's like oh, I want to do something else. But then for me, it goes back to those principles because I think of the man I am now. I'm blessed to be. Mm-hmm. I've had my you know bumps in the road, had things happen to me, some things that I also made bad mistakes. Sure. But, Ultimately, you really realize as you get older how much your parents love on you that discipline, man, because they just want you to be cool, be straight, yeah. in a sense of being safe and and looking out for you. Because I like I we know you and I have a mutual friend, mutual you know when I was a mutual acquaintance, somebody mm-hmm. we both you know we knew and person would you know wouldn't have to work to get everything. His mama did everything for him. Mm-hmm. Then he got to that point. <laughs> He got to our age now. He's still doing the same thing, depending on his mm-hmm. mom and his daddy do everything for him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but you know, we kind of yeah. went off on a tangent, but this is something to think about. Like parenting oh, yeah, and man. all these things that kind of combine to what we have going on. Because then, you know, just to pull the skirt back, you know, I was just like, wow, I was talking to my fiance. I was like, man, well, well, we want to let her go. Like, is she old? not really old enough to go to a concert like that? You know, and it's like, how will she react if something were to happen? So just yeah. things like that. So, yeah, yeah I, I know my 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 twelve year old's not not old enough or ready to go to a concert like that. Hell, he he's barely ready to go to to them school school mm. games that he's not playing in. Obviously, he played football, and a lot of his friends, you know, will come to his games and you know support him. 
he went to he went to a basketball game, you know, after school one day, and I was just like, all right, let's see how this goes, because the boy is hella book smart. Sometimes the goddamn common sense just doesn't resonate. So but throw him a little bail, man. You know, we were at that age, man. And you know, you is he 12 or 13? He's 12. So he's 12, right? right. So you start thinking, you know, you're at that age, man. You ain't thinking all the way, you're going through puberty. So you know, yeah, you, yeah. you book smart all you want, but then you know yeah. you see a little girl or you just you know, you think he's still like a little boy, so you still like yeah, you might you know, they still got boys that use deodorant at that age, so they might be farting laughing. So yeah. it's just a crazy, I, I, crazy but I said time. to I, the other thing I said to myself was like, you know, how how can he learn, you know, for certain things or, or be prepared for certain life situations if he's not eased into certain life situations? So yeah. I think this is just one of those things, you know, daddy didn't go, you know, let him stay after school. Him and, him and one of his good friends stayed after school and they watched one of their buddies that's on the basketball team. You know what I mean? So it was cool, man. All right, man. So let's get to sports, man. And, Speaking uh, of basketball. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, dog. Uh, let's just kind of get to Zion, man. Hey, dog, they've been showing them footage of Zion, man. I'm a big dude, right? You know, Zion out here, he out here eating gumbo, etouffee, and everything else, man. <laughs> now, we haven't, we, had a, we haven't had an NBA guy eat himself out in the league in a long time. The last person I can remember eating himself out of the league, maybe Robert Trailer, may rest in peace, Oliver Miller, those type of guys. Yeah, we, haven't had an elite, we haven't had Kevin an elite Duckworth. guy. Yeah, but, you know, those guys are like, you know, like role players. We haven't had, like, even Charles Barkley lost that weight. We yeah. had, when's the last time we had a superstar? No, Shaq gained all that weight, but Shaq was 7-1. Yeah. So, he didn't, Shaq, you know. He, and when Shaq gained all that weight, he was already kind of coming off the, you know, he was kind of, I don't want to say the decline, but he was starting to not be like Shaq Shaq. You yeah, know what I'm he saying? Was like, he was like, his physical prime was starting to end. But yeah, you know, he yeah. but he also had like a you know, like such a dominant physical part. Even after that, even the Miami years, he went to he won the championship, he still was a 2010 guy. Oh, but yeah, Zion, definitely. brother, and, yeah. and I'm and I'm gonna tell you this, man. I don't think Zion's gonna really get it together until he goes to the team he really wants to be on. Cause I remember yeah, on so. draft, you know, when on the lottery night, Zion looked disappointed when New Orleans got the number one pick. Cause I think it been it was more of a chance that he could have went to the Knicks. I think yeah. Zion wanted to play on the biggest stage and go to mm-hmm. New York. Zion is not going to reach his his pinnacle of greatness until he goes until he goes to the team he really wants to be on. You yeah. heard it here first. I can see that. I can see that, and I know that there's there's been you know talk and discourse discourse between uh, him and Ingram and um, I can't think of the other cat's name. It's just kind of about about who's getting shots and and all that type of stuff. But the thing for me with Zion, like I think I think that he could be a you know a really great basketball player, but with the weight fluctuation, or should I say, the the weight uh, impact, yeah, he's a heavy it ain't fluctuating because right it, it ain't going but, down. So yeah, but combine that with how severe the foot injury is now being reported. Um, people saying it was not reported as severe as it, as it was at first, but like it's seemingly seemingly being like pretty severe injury. And combine it with the fact that he's not able to condition properly, which is increasing the weight on that injured foot. Like, I I think it's going to be one of those scenarios where he's going to have to work his way back because a lot of his game is physical dominance and athleticism. I don't know if he will be able to move like he traditionally does. Like a lot of his game is predicated on 
if the weight combined with the injury not healing continues on the road that it is. So Why I definitely hope that weight is going to be like between two fifty and two sixty. Yeah, I can't I he's a, because he said he's almost at three hundred now, right? So he ain't going to be able to get down to like you no know, two forty or nothing. That's going to be unhealthy, and that yeah. and that quick of a time. But for him yeah. to be the, a great player, he's gonna have to, you know, to be able to stay at that at that weight, because you know everything's based on explosion. Now he's skilled; yeah. he can get to the bucket, he can pass yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. else. But you know, he you he ain't he's going through those guys' chest. But you get to the NBA, man, and dudes are, are too skilled, and it right. could be a dude. He ain't gonna be as strong as I am, but he might be six nine with super long ass wingspan, and he'll hit clean and shit right back in your damn face. The Ben Wallace so, type nigga. That or this even got like a guy like Miles Turner, right? Miles is six ten, super long yeah, arms. Yeah. Zion yeah. six seven, super explosive. You don't really I mean now. Miles got crammed on the other night, but in the NBA, man, everybody got long wingspan. Yeah, um, you know, it's just you. There has you got to take care of your body, man. There is a difference between Zion. You can have, let's say, almost LeBron money, or you could be a guy that's just like a great talent that doesn't doesn't take care of everything. There's one thing to create generational wealth for four levels. Instead of one, so it's on right. him. Like, he's, a, he's a young dude, but you gotta take, oh, yeah. you know, you yeah. gotta take care of yourself. Yeah, so, no doubt, man. All right, so, man, man, my 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 guy, man. So we're switching over to my Bulls, even though they're having a really good season right now. But some 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 of the the icons of, of Bulls lore, and some you know, fifty greatest players, man. Scotty Pippen. I'm gonna call him Scott Pippen right now. Mm-hmm. He's acting he's acting real Scott like. Damn braids and, and all that other yeah. randomness, but Scott's bumping his damn gums, man. Uh, Scott looking talking about like nobody. Look- he, he looking like Chester Cheetah and shit. You know, I can't trust yeah. somebody look like that. Right, right. Hey, but but Scotty out here talking. You know, nobody ever liked MJ, and we can't believe MJ done this with the Last Dance, and nobody else made money off the of Last Dance except MJ, and he painted us in this light. Blah 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 blah. Like all these type of things, like. Number one, we know nobody like fucking MJ. He was an asshole. He's a, he is an asshole. So you're not really sharing nothing new. If you're mad about money, you know, that you didn't get from the, from the last dance or whatever, okay, you can talk about that. Talk it up with him. Talk it up with whoever made the last dance. Holler at them. But, like, you out here now, you're trying to name drop, well, such and such didn't like him, such and such didn't like him, and we don't like this and we don't like that. Nigga, keep the shit between you and MJ. If you feel in some type of way, Keep the shit between you and MJ and go holler at him. That's number or one. Future. Ah. <laughs> or future. <laughs> or future. Oh, he shit. Made, <laughs> he made a whole bar and said, I can hit your bitch and get you flip-flop. Damn Larsa. <laughs> hey, man. man. She's out here going crazy. Boy, but, yeah. She's out here getting getting tree HP initiated, boy. Yeah, man. Can you imagine, <laughs> can you imagine Dollar? Damn, that's your mama, yeah. Damn, Larsa. Oh, man, she freaky, oh, freaky as hell. <laughs> damn. Boy. Oh, damn. Well, that's but that's yeah, crazy. man, like, Scott, I, I, you know MJ is sitting some, sitting back somewhere talking about this motherfucking ingrate. All the shit yeah. I done done for you. <laughs> yeah. You was having, you was having tough financial times because you didn't take, you didn't make the right moves with your money. And like, I came through and helped you out. And you still do this to me? You know MJ is like in, in, in an ill-ass bag right now with Pippi. Oh, I'm sure. So man, how, yeah. how you how, how you feel this is gonna play out, brother? Oh man, he gonna he gonna say all this wild shit. Then he gonna and then you know Mike gonna probably cut him off, just like when he said before that LeBron was better than Mike, and then Mike cut him off. Then he like recant it. He gonna recant again. 
So this is this this and then Mike know this is the Scotty this is the Scotty acting out in Mike's world and then he gonna he gonna he gonna recount it's gonna get cold outside you know it's like if you watch BMF they gonna Mike gonna cut his water off and you know Scotty gonna come back <laughs> he gonna come right back man. Yeah, oh, man. man. So speaking of speaking of BMF, that's think, a really good you show. Think Scotty's an attention whore, man. I think Scotty doesn't know how to express himself, and I think it's like it's like being mad about something for like a long time. You finally get it out, and then like you ever be mad at somebody, man? Fuck, you don't fuck with this motherfucker like that. And then you start thinking about all the stuff they may have done to you over the years. I think yeah. I think Scotty's like, like man, this black yellow eyed motherfucker. I can't stand him. I honestly think it's that. I think I it's that, man. I think I think it's just, you know, just you know, this is like I fell out with somebody you know, previously and I was like, oh man, I thought we were good, whatever. And he started thinking like this motherfucker. That's just what it is, man. The difference is I ain't yeah, Scotty's just you know, Scotty's just emotional right now, man. And you know, you just never know what's going on in a brother's life. You know, you get braids at like fifty and you might be having a midlife crisis. Scotty could be. Yeah, maybe he's reliving all the shit with Lars. I'm like, God damn! Hey, man, he's getting past, he's getting passed around, man. Malik Bleasley had her too. I'm like, damn, man, you ain't even like fucking stars. You fucking, you fucking niggas is like 78 on 2K. Ask him, ask him down. Coop about to sell. These fucking nigga on the All Star team. You fucking nigga, you telling her to aim higher. No, you fucking niggas the equivalent of Kevin Martin. Niggas be in the league oh, with no name, all NBA, nothing. No all-star, no even player of the week. You just, you know, you just solid. You might put up 14 points a game. Oh, man. This guy's crazy, Bob. Oh, man. So, hey, man. So, let's uh, so get to this yeah, NFL, this football, man. man. Hey, man. My boy, OBJ, you know, he got re- – well, he's going to get released uh, Monday. So, you hear yeah. So you still got to go through waivers and everything else like this, man. So if he goes through waivers and clear, man, I'm hoping that, you know, it'll be interesting to see who goes for him. I know people in my other group chat are saying the coach should go for him. They ain't that – they're not aggressive like that. So, no, nah, I was going to say I don't, um, think, I don't see that happening. So, you know, they don't want the people to get upset here about a guy that, that you know, wants the ball. Because let's look at Baker Mayfield. No, Baker Mayfield is like average, right? He's like average mm-hmm. enough where – you don't want to pay him the big money because he's not an elite quarterback, but he's not good enough where it's like, huh, do I really really want to draft the guy style over? He yeah. is he is he is just basically like the bridge woman that you with. Like you couldn't be with the one you really wanted to be with, but you don't want to be alone. A certain thing gets to talking to you <laughs> so you can be wired. Hey, that is that is that, man. So that is that is a that's Baker Mayfield, man. He just he just me. <laughs> so you so so you saying you saying other NFL coaches and executives are looking at looking at Cleveland like oh so this who you gonna be with yeah this, <laughs> this who you with yeah you like nigga right here huh you let him bone you let that nigga Terry bone I know I look better than him <laughs> so oh, that's, shit. that's the equivalent of Baker Mayfield man just just average man yeah they okay. saying that oh they saying that OBJ you know once once he once he's free to do what he wants like he he wants to sign wants is uh, going to try to sign with a postseason championship type contender. That's what that's what he, the alleged that he has said for via reports. So, tell me the teams. The, give me give me four teams that you, Mike J, feel like would be championship contenders, and do you think that they would go after OBJ? Uh, a team like the Ravens because they need a number one guy, and that would be able to put that would. 
the guy like Beckham, he's gonna he's gonna force that safety to come over. Uh, you see a guy like there. Hell, it'd be a team like the Rams. You always gotta watch. I mean, they yeah. they 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 go YOLO on the draft picks. A team that would be scary if he went somewhere like Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a guy like him and, and Stephon Diggs. That would be uh, nasty. And honestly, I know Manuel, the, Manuel I, Sanders in the yeah, slot. Honestly, if he really, if the Colts could pull it, it would be perfect for the Colts. They need a deep yeah. threat. That way, you can have Pittman working over the. In the intermediate passing game, but they would never do it. But so that's just for it off the top of my stem. Now back in the day, you already know if, if the Cowboys wouldn't load the receiver, you already know what this, what this game would be. You could see Beckham being oh, a Cowboy. Yeah. That Hell would be. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm Hell sure yeah. Jerry Jones. I'm sure Jerry Jones is. You know, he probably up in there like, "Ooh, I got to get him. I got. I got to get him." Yeah, but that would man, be the part. That would be the thing. Cowboys got to figure out what the hell they want to do. Like I, you got, got you got all kinds of goddamn skill talent, man. Like, but what, what Zeke ran the ball t- ten times today, and he, not just Zeke. I mean, you got Pollard, you got Gallup, you got CD, you got Cooper. Like, you got motherfucking talent, like all over the field. Yeah. Y'all niggas is out here looking like hot garbage. <laughs> I'm not a Cowboys hey. fan, but it's like, hey, how many? What, what did you have? Like, you asked my your fantasy team. I noticed you were real. You were real invested in the Cowboys today. Oh no! I was just looking at. I was going back and forth through the games. I was like, man, hell! I, I was so I was glad that uh, Lamar Jackson turned it around because that's who I needed to perform. Joe Burrow fucked me over in fantasy football, but I was like, come on, Lamar! I need you to come through for a brother, man. And he did. He, he turned it around for me. But that damn early interception and they went three and out two times in a row or the first two drives. I'm like, oh goddamn! This is gonna be a long fantasy day. That's where my investment was, brother. Yeah, I mean, I in our one of the leagues. I, can't, I hope I, can't I hope he goes to. I let OBJ go to the Ravens, please, because <laughs> hey, that man. means Lamar Jackson is going to be fire. Hey man, I can't. Hey man, Lamar Jackson got thirty for me in a grown man this league today. So Jonathan Taylor got me thirty two on Thursday, and Hines got me sixteen. I got so many. Oh, yeah. I got so many boys. It's on IR and hurt, dog. It's ridiculous. Yeah, my my grown man in this league is is hot trash. Over half my team is on IR. But uh, what what you call him? Lamar got me thirty in the in the uh, in the NFL league. He got me thirty, and uh, Nick Chubb he beasted out for me. Got me twenty eight. So I'm holding on, man. I'm playing. The funny thing is, I'm I'm playing our boy Hammer in both leagues. So hopefully oh, yeah. I can get these wins. Hey man, so I guess let's do the little update on the standing, man. So shout out to. To, to the homie in the East Division, the homie Sean Odell, he's five and three. The homie, the homie Nick, you know, he, he's a Nick Lovin. That's a wild boy on Twitter. <laughs> he's hey, Nick Lovin. Shout out, shout out, Nick, man. That's that nigga uh, on Twitter he, having me uh, he, rolling. He, he Be wild. Those, he tweets for those who can't get it off like that. Nick, man, Nick, Nick, yeah, Nick, he does. Tweet, Nick, Nick tweets like like when we talk in a group chat. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> like this. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Shout out to the homie Nick, man. He he's, he says a lot of this shit, like you said. Like we talking in a group chat. The shit, the shit that you want to say was like, yeah, I could be a little reckless that they yeah. don't say. It. I appreciate him yeah. for it too, man. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out to that cat, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, man. So let's uh let's move on to this, man. You know, let's get to this little. I mean, oh, my bad, before brother. You, brother, before before we, before we move on, man, you you can't you can't leave out the the hot NFL news. You got to oh, talk man. about Karen Rogers, nigga. A A Rod. Oh, <laughs> oh so, so so let me ask you this: You work in the medical field, right? 
I I wasn't paying attention when he said immunized and and vaccinated, man. So give us a, like a uh, for those. I mean, he he was slick the way he said it. So what, oh what, yeah, what, he, he, he pulled boy. So what's the main difference between the two for those who may not know? So so saying that you're immunized or or, or you know alluding to the fact that you're immunized, meaning it means that you cannot um, you have taken steps so that you cannot contract or have minimized the, the rate in which you can contract a certain disease and that you cannot spread said disease. So that's what immunized means. It typically means everything's good. You've taken the proper precaution. Him using the word immunized means, he used it in a fashion to say, to present as if he had taken the vaccination. However, he didn't. He was taking, you know, deer antler juice and elderberry and whatever else. I don't know. I'm just saying that. Like he, he, he wasn't vaccinated, but him saying I'm immunized led individuals to believe that he was vaccinated. So it was just, it was a really crafty and classic play on word, on wording, basically. So you, it's almost like saying, read the fine print. Like we didn't, no one listened to the fine print when Aaron Rodgers said he is immunized. No one verified that he was vaccinated in the NFL. So that's that's what that means. Immunized, meaning you have a reduced ability to spread and contract a certain disease. Or you cannot, just depending on what, what the disease is. Now, I don't want to get yeah, into no, physiology. No, stuff. no, no. You're like, you're like, no you, don't have, you don't have to get into all that. But yeah, man. He, was just, he basically just used got a – he sitting back and got, got slick on it, man. But uh, hey, dog. But the hey, he pulled a caper. The wild shit for me, man, is when white folks, not all, but some white folks, they want to use Dr. King to justify their fuck shit. So according <laughs> to Rogers, and I quote, he was on with Pat McAfee, the great MLK said, you have a moral obligation to object, object unjust rules and rules that make no sense. So you, what you did is you lied about being vaccinated. And then the fact that you <laughs> chose not to be vaccinated due to proper protocols. That man was walking around the facility without a mask, meeting with the media without a mask. He was right. that's, just, that's like saying, you know what? You're able to eat off everything off this restaurant, but you ain't paid the cost. You didn't pay the cost. So if you didn't pay the cost, then you can't get all of the spoils. That's right. all it was. So you can't sit back and say it's unjust and everything else. Don't compare what Dr. King would say, fighting against institutional racism and all the great mm-hmm. things he did to, because of something selfish that you did, and you put people at risk. It's not just your teammates. It could be your, your teammates' families, your coaches' families, people in the facility's family, because you wanted to act, you wanted to get the spoils of being vaccinated, but didn't want to be vaccinated. That's to me, that's that's he has no morals. And I wouldn't want to fuck with him like that because you're a liar. So a lot of there's also I've been seeing a lot of people talk about or backlash about all the stuff that went on with him in the offseason leading up to the, you know, to the season and him potentially wanting to be out of, you know, wanting to be traded or wanting out of Green Bay, all this and all that type of stuff. People are like, you know, this motherfucker has pulled something like this over our eyes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, there's a lot of people that's upset about it. A lot of people support, uh, yeah, he didn't get the jab and good for him to stick it to him. The jab yeah. is what it's being called. So it's, it's funny to me to see all the different comments and, and hot takes on it. But he definitely, Karen, Karen Rogers <laughs> definitely pulled a caper on people. Yeah, dog. So, yeah, it's just it's some wild stuff, man. To see people who like get things off like that and still use their white privilege to still be able to move on. So yeah, man. 
Hey, man, yeah, we've hit everything, man. Let's go ahead and hit this pop culture and we're getting ready to wrap this thing up, man. So we were recording this on, on Sunday night. So we had actually have a few hours before Insecure Episode 3. And I think Episode 3 is going to focus on Lawrence, if I'm not mistaken, man. Yeah. That's Bob Sagan God. <laughs> hey, man. So what do you think of Episode 2? Uh, I liked Episode 2, man. I, I I thought it was pretty dope, man. I Again, like, I, I am still just in that mode of like damn it's the last season so yeah, like too, I, I still like, oh, like I, I'm I watching really the episodes yeah yeah that's what I was about to say like I feel I'm into the episodes I th- thought it was a great episode but at the same time I'm like like damn like this is the last season <laughs> like this is this yeah. is the last season um I definitely felt oh, I can't think of his name in the character that he played but the the uh dude that was the uh was the fashion him? designer or whatnot Kofi. yeah I forgot what his uh, name on the show was, but yeah. Yeah, okay. I, was, I can't think of his name on the show, but I definitely thought kind of him um, going with his passion, his gut, as his product, is it everything to him, and him kind of bucking the system, saying, this is what the fuck I'm going to do, and y'all going to like it or not. You know what I mean? I, I definitely, I get I get uh, uh, Issa's perspective, like, shit, like, this is a business deal, corporate, like, I get all that. But I have a ton of respect and I'm glad that that his character done what he did, because that goes to show like no one knows you or your product or your brand better than you. So you got to go for it. So that that was like empowering for me. And I've seen a lot of stuff this week, tons of conversations this week about, you know, just self-preservation and, you know, overcoming certain things in corporate America and that sort of stuff. So it's it's stuck with me, man. It was it was almost like a theme for the week. Krishan, what about you, man? Krishan, that was Krishan. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, I understand what it is, man. You know, it's just, there's always that, especially being black in any type of the corporate America, there's always, you, you always had to be two people, you know, because you want to stand for the struggle, but it's also like, if I stand for this, am I closing the door to this? And am I closing the door to right. more black people coming through the door? You're always fighting with the Native American thing. It was always like, you feed, you know, you're feeding the spirit, two dogs, and whatever one wins when you feed more or something quote-unquote to that so i mean mm-hmm. definitely that man and uh you know like he was like if this is gonna be a season i'm probably gonna have to watch in like six months to really enjoy it because now yeah. it's, like, it's like damn man you know like one of my favorite shows is going on damn yep yep, yep. i feel yeah. the same way i feel the same exact way like i feel i don't know if i'll wait six months i probably will end up watching it again um but i think or watching the season by itself again but i i know for a fact once the season, once this season ends, I'm gonna give it some time, and then I'm just gonna binge it all over again. Yeah. Season one, episode one, all the way through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just that's just what I definitely will do, man. It's, I need some time to kind of clarify, and then you start thinking like, man, because there's other shows like you know, not compare like Game of Thrones, right? People didn't like how the last season ended. And then in the mm-hmm. back of my mind, I'm thinking like, man, I hope they don't do no fuck shit to end the show. Yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's hey, one, one of those. Things. I will tell, I will tell you uh, uh, one thing too. Like, I definitely hope you know that this opens the door for a lot of a lot of folks, um, and I and I hope that I see some spinoffs, or if you don't want to call them spinoffs, some adjacent or parallels, uh, you know, type shows. Because I would love to see a, a show that focuses or is that centered around. Uh, Natasha Rothwell's character Kelly absolutely love Kelly in the show Kelly the character and I would I would love to see you know kind of an adjacent or standalone show 
for for her. Oh yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do because it's like all those characters kind of doing their own thing. So I don't yeah. know if it'll be one of those situations where everybody's just kind of jumping into you know their own world. Because no Lawrence or Jay Ellis is gonna be in. I think Top Gun. So, yeah, yeah. And so he's, you know, he's supposed think, to be in Top Gun and some other some other major movie. That's coming I think the Top Rockwell got like a development deal somewhere else. I think everybody's kind of doing their own thing. So I don't know if it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be like the Fifty Cent, like Marvel drug dealer world of power, where it spawns all these other shows. I think everybody's <laughs> kind of doing their own their own thing, man. So it's gonna be interesting. Hey, more power to them because that's Black Excellence. Black Excellence oh, yeah. everywhere. Oh, oh yeah, BMF is a really good show. You should like, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. Show the, the backstory of the of you know Big Meech and you know Southwest Sea. So I was actually pissed it didn't come on today. So uh, yeah, man. So. Uh, yeah, bro. So another movie. Another know. movie I watched this weekend, man. And you, and you told me you checked it out uh, earlier today, I believe you said, man. Yeah, I haven't seen it, man. The harder they fall. Spoiler alert. So, oh yeah, spoiler it, alert. You know, you haven't seen it. You know, you wanna, I know more pause. fire. Pause the episode. Don't, don't 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 cut the episode off. Just pause until you've seen it, and then come back to it and finish it out. It's only going to be about you know maybe four or five minutes extra. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it was a super dope movie, man. It reminded me of, like Tarantino vibes of not of the yeah. storyline, but of like the cinematography and some of the like the way the guns were shot and those type of things, man. So yeah, it gave me like kind of pulp fiction esque with some of the, some of the things and like some of the dialogue of yeah. like you know, of like the way it makes it more shot than anything else. Not really dialogue, I should say, more the way it was shot. Yeah, I would say I loved everything about the damn movie. The the only the only thing that I can that, that I would pick apart and that I was like, man, what the hell was during that final kind of like gun battle scene, man, Delroy Lindo's character and, and uh, Nat Love, these niggas had fucking six shooters and these niggas was like one shot kill. It, it, they was like aimbotting or cheating on Call of Duty. They yeah. shot, they killed like 40 motherfuckers with one bullet each time, just blah, blah, blah. And it was just like just random ass angles. Like Delroy Lindo like shot under his or- underarm and killed a nigga in a window. I'm like, yeah. man, if this was like the, the Wild West saloon, like this, this shit would be going down like this. These one-shot kills is killing me. So it kind of yeah. reminded me of some of that, some of that cheap stuff on Call of Duty. But other than that, man, I really, I really like I love the, the movie. Dope. Regina King, damn dynamite. You know, Lakeith Stansfield is one of my favorite characters, one of my favorite oh, people. One of my uh, favorite he's like, actors. He's like so but, super, so 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 talented. Huh? He's that dude is so damn talented. You can put him in any movie, yeah. man. He, just, he can keep his like personality, but, like he's a little, yeah. little different, but then he can yeah. still like it, it fits perfectly with the movie. Yeah, man. He's one of my favorite actors, man. But and his character was my favorite character. You know, Cherokee Bill. He was my he was my favorite character, man. So uh, definitely, definitely check out the movie, y'all. If y'all have not, and it, and not, I'm not saying it just because it's black, but it's a really dope ass movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's really, really so. It's something I probably will watch again, man. So yeah, definitely something, man. There and even like just the little nuanced parts of the movie and like you know, and Cherokee Bill was going against the other young man and he was just like the countdown. How before it even started, Jim. how my man had my man had the speech already, and him my boy just brushed him off. Yeah, so. I think I'm going to get a drink. You can't just leave. Yeah, <laughs> I practiced this intro. I'm going to get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just walked off. Hey, I like how he was real smooth in that open, you know, in one of the opening scenes where they was walking through the train. Hey, nigga, yeah. Cherokee Bill was that nigga was damn menace. 
Yeah, so shout out to shout out to Harder They Fall, man. So definitely shout out to Zazie. Shout, shout out to Zazie Beats too, nigga. Oh yeah, they had a nice Oh yeah, they had a nice little singing in there. And so yeah, so like I got the spoiler alert, you know, make sure you check the movie out, come back to it, and um, you know, mess with it, man. So uh Hey man, so it seems like we pretty much done. we're wrapping this episode up, man. So both yeah, give us me, your moment, man. Let me give y'all a bow tie moment to get you through the week. You know, let something to sizzling your spirit a little bit. Uh, the bow tie moment goes like this: Don't mistake my positivity for a lack of struggle. I'm a sinner. I've been broken. Didn't know my worth. Accepted anything, and God still rescued me. So let that sizzling your spirit, a lot of stuff going on in the world around us, in our personal lives, professional lives, spiritual lives, mental health, you name it. Just know all those things are okay. And that God will bring you through it or whatever you believe in, your higher power, whatever gets you forward, your days are going to change. And that's the bow tie moment for the week. Hey, man, I appreciate everybody, you know, supporting us or whatever. You know what I'm saying? We are, we are still back and we're being consistent. Make sure we get these episodes on the poppers. So we will holler at y'all next week. All our social media information will be in the episode description, and we'll holler at y'all. Much love, y'all.